Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Today, my darlings, I have mine and your favorite guest to have on this show. My beautiful husband, Dennis, is joining me today. If you've heard a podcast episode with the two of us before, you know it's always hilarious. It's always candid and very down to earth. Today for this show, we are just coming out of a two-week cold. So we're both feeling really under the weather, which made us surprisingly honest. We had a lot of fun recording this episode and we went pretty deep. I really felt like I got to go a little bit deeper with Dennis when it comes to how he actually finds balance and happiness inside of himself. We talk about finding the confidence to really start a new endeavor. We talk about how and why we argue. We talk about our parenting styles. Are we going to move? And if we move, how are we going to do it? We get into morning rituals, moving our bodies, and tons of coupley stuff. We also cover why we still have a 14-foot Christmas tree in our backyard. Yeah, that's an important one. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I sure did. Let's dive in. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Today, I have my favorite human to have on the show and your favorite human for me to have on the show, <laughs> Dennis Schoneveld. Hola. Hola. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Are you, though? Not really. Not really. <laughs> We're sick right now. We're trying to get out of it. This has been the longest sickness, like longest illness, most stretched out ever from what, from what I can remember. Really? Yeah. It's just a week. No, Leia's been coughing for like three weeks. Yeah, Leia, but we're talking about us now. No, but <laughs> it's like normally when we get sick, I feel like we get hit super hard and it's like three, four days, something comes and then yeah. it's gone. This is like dragging out. It's lingering. It's lingering. But it's not like that sickness that you just described either we're it's not like, knocked out no we're no. not in bed the whole day we're, we're still yeah we're still capable of doing things capable of doing things but inside like, the house inside the house not going anywhere 
coughing like it started off as a dry cough and now it's like a deep cough no there's some stuff coming yeah up. like our voices we sound like we should like release yeah. a jazz album or something yeah my my voice is completely gone <laughs> from coughing <laughs> Well, aside from that, so, you know, I don't know if you know, but the name of this podcast is From the Heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking from the heart right now, how are you doing? In this exact moment or in general in this, for this week? In this exact moment. In this exact moment, I'm doing okay. And okay means? Well. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> not go down this rabbit hole. No, I... I I don't know. I, I had a good night of sleep. I, you drugged me last night with something for coughing, I guess. So I actually had some kind of rest. But yeah, moving wise, I haven't moved in a whole week. Last time I moved was last week's Wednesday or Tuesday or something. So I haven't. And I'm the type of person that if I don't move, if I don't run, if I don't bike, I go down this like mini depression, like spiraling down into like feeling worthless. <laughs> so I need I need that constant like movement to happen i know and it's funny whenever it's every time like whenever i ask you like how like on the show if i ask you how are you doing from the heart one of the first things you talk about is movement so you would yeah. say like yeah i ran today i feel good or like yeah. i haven't run i feel bad you know but it is like that I, I don't know in this exact moment i'm in a good mood so i feel good and i i'm the type of person to forget the whole last week that i didn't feel so good mm -hmm but maybe something will trigger it in 10 minutes or in an hour and then I'll feel like shit again. <laughs> we'll see. It's been a pretty <laughs> shitty week all around. Like even like, and, but I feel like this happens to us a lot. Like whenever we plan for you to come on the show, we end up having like a couple of rough days. Don't you feel like that's kind of the case? Like we fight about something or like something comes up and it's like, oh, we can't do a podcast now. Like we have to do the podcast when everything is wonderful. But that's not really how <laughs> life works, I feel. Yeah. It's true. It's been a, I, I've had a really hard week. I like the last podcast I recorded. I mean, literally it was a week ago that I recorded and it was the running podcast and it was me <laughs> sharing about all the amazing tips for, for how to life. running. I was high on life. I had a 16 day streak running every day and literally the day after I got sick and I haven't run since then. So it's been seven days since my last run. So you're halfway, almost halfway there on your 16 day streak, but in reverse. Nice, stop it. Stop it. Don't say that. Is it going to be like I have to start from scratch when I start back back up again? Not Tell me really. about this. How does this work? Because I do have this feeling like when, when you're on a roll, you got to stay on the roll. You know? Well, your first run is not going to be your longest run. No. That's Should stupid. I do like a one kilometer? No. <laughs> what? Like you're, you should do like a little less than your average runs. And your average runs are usually between four and five kilometers lately. The last three months or so. So yeah. you should do like a three or four kilometer yeah. and then from there, see how you feel. I've had, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like after. I need to, need to correct you there. My average run is six kilometers these days. <laughs> okay. That's where I've been. <clears throat> not four to I'm five. I'm talking about the last three months, not the last oh, Okay. Weeks. Okay. Well, the last month it's been like, I have this loop that I do. That's like a 6K loop that I feel really good about. <laughs> but then I, I felt like 6K wasn't that far. Yeah. And that's funny. <laughs> and now I feel like I don't even know if I can do 1K. Yeah. No, but you can't. My you biggest know. issue is my, I have, like when I get sick, this kind of like respiratory sinus coffee, I get asthma, like my asthma triggers. Yeah. And literally I wake up like two, three times a night from not being able to breathe and I have to use my inhaler. And it does something to my body where I feel so awful, like all through the day. I feel yeah. jittery. I feel, no, I don't know. It's really, really uncool. So not sleeping, coughing, sinus, but then we're also like, 
we're working. We're like kind of, you know, it's not like we're on the couch, like doing nothing all day. We're not leaving the house though. We're not leaving the house. We're totally home. But still, I don't know. It's been kind of a shitty week. I want to go for a run, but I don't see that happening today or tomorrow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try and go and do like a lonely mountain bike on the North Shore. Like, a lonely mountain <laughs> bike. Not not like rigorous or yeah, strenuous. Today, just yeah. like a little, just a little. little recovery, recovery ride. <laughs> a little bit. That's try a, to get some fresh air, I guess. That's a real cycling term. Right. <laughs> I said that right. It's sports term in general. Recovery ride. Well, I'm happy to have you on the show. I think this is really fun. So the reason, so it's Valentine's week. Mm-hmm. And you feel you have like a ton of surprises and like amazing things in store for Valentine's Day. I have nothing <laughs> planned for you. And I know you have a lot for me, but I have, I can see it. Like I'm not even trying to make a surprise and like try I to, know. I just like, I have not even one thing. I know, I know. I actually started planning and this, this was like two months ago. I started planning for this. And so it's like, if I hadn't had this idea a couple months ago, I would have nothing planned for this week because it's just yeah. been like a sick shitty week. So Jess, who is a teacher at the studio and our like slash personal assistant slash Leia's nanny, like <laughs> after quarantine and COVID, she's become kind of like the... Superstar. What do you call it? Superstar. Like, you can't pick up anything. But she watches Leia once a week, like all Thursday, so that you and I can have a date day or a date night. Like, last date night, we did a 10K run. Mm-hmm. That was so good. <laughs> that was, And I was already feeling shitty after that. I remember that. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's when it started. That's when it started. Yeah. Oh, shitty. And then she said two months ago, she was like, hey, I actually think that like Leia and I are in such a good place that you and Dennis can probably get a hotel room one night if you want. And then I just spend the night because I'm putting her down anyway. You guys normally come home at 10 or 11. Like, what's the difference if I just stay the night and then we see you the next day? And then immediately I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for Valentine's Day. I'm going to book a really nice hotel room in a brand new place, like find a like a new experience for us to have in a safe way here on the island, Um, make really nice dinner reservations somewhere super cool. And I started like going down this plan. So that's the plan we have for Friday. But if I hadn't planned that before getting sick, I wouldn't have anything for you either. But now I don't know if this is going to work. So I told Leia yesterday because I really, really want to, like one of my parenting things that I do is I try to prepare her for everything that's happening. I try to keep her really informed. So it's not just you and me calling the shots and she has to adapt. Like she's really part of decision-making all the time. And yesterday I was like, hey, so I have to tell you something. And, you know, on Friday, my mama and papa are going to have a a grown-up dinner. That's what we call it when we go for for dates. A grown-up dinner. And Jess is going to come spend the night. And mama and papa are going to go stay in a hotel. And I saw her face. Her face was like immediately like, yeah. But she was like, I like I don't I don't like the sound of this and then they have a plan like Jess just had a birthday they're gonna have a birthday party here they're gonna build a four they're gonna pop popcorn have you know and I told her all the things they're gonna do and they're gonna make dinosaur cookies and they're gonna you know watch a movie and all this stuff and she was kind of like all this stuff sounded nice so she was nodding along like okay okay but I could see like there was an undercurrent to her that was like oh hell no like this is just not gonna this is not good and then last night, like we all, she came in at like three or something in the morning, which she does. She wanders over every night, which is totally fine. But then this morning when she woke up, she woke up in a nightmare, crying, saying that she had a dream where mama and papa went to a grown up dinner and she was left all alone and we didn't come back. <laughs> and then she was crying and she was like, please don't leave me. 
<laughs> and now I don't know what to do. She can't go to the grown-up dinner, though. She can't come to the grown-up dinner. No. no. So what do we do? Do we like cancel everything? We cancel everything. Like when I told Dennis, I was like, "Hey, I booked I booked a hotel room for here." He was like, "But what about Leia?" She would love that. And I'm like, dude, the fact that I like plan a solo night for us for the first time in years. And you're like, let's bring the kid. Like, that's, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that about you. But yeah, so maybe, we, maybe we'll just have dinner and we'll bring the kid for our big, big thing. But isn't that sad? I got a bunch of questions like, how do you guys take care of each other? How do you guys make sure you find alone time? And then it's like, well, we're All not. of those are like, nope, 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 nope. There is one question, though, that I liked of all of them. The what? only one I saw. What? If we're going to answer more than four we questions. Are, we are going to answer a bunch of questions today, but I want to <laughs> I want to stay on this for a little moment because I feel like it's a really hard balance to strike, right? So the idea of you and I having a really fun like weekend night at a at a hotel, like yeah. Leia would love that, and we would have a really fun time together. Do you feel like it's hard to prioritize alone time, like just you and me? Do you feel like it's hard to? Yeah, leave I think her that's behind? our main struggle. Yeah. What do we what do we do about that? People ask us like we're like the pros and we're so not the pros. They should send us advice. Yeah. Can you guys send us advice? How <laughs> do you I think what they would say is like just go spend the night, like enjoy, you know, she's gonna be fine. Yeah, but there yeah. I I agree. But there's always like a, a reason why we don't. There's always like a like yeah, it's I, it's I, like a, a thing we have to force ourselves to do and then at the end of the day we decide to do it but we don't. But I feel like if we had like a shittier kid <laughs> then it would be easier but like we have so much fun with her i i don't know a don't shittier, i think a shittier, a shittier kid, kid. <laughs> would be harder you'll feel more guilty really yeah. but i feel like not everyone she, enjoys hanging with your kid no, all the time she likes to pull she likes the stuff but she doesn't like sleeping somewhere else like any other kid like as soon as you take them out of their routine it's yeah, like when we when we travel, well, yeah. the the first nights are always the hardest because she needs to adapt. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into some questions. Also, side note, like you don't have to buy me anything for Valentine's Day. I don't need a bunch of macaroni picture. Is oh my god, if you made me a macaroni picture, I would be so happy. <laughs> you just set a really high bar for Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> awesome. You know how much work it would be for you to make me like a macaroni picture or a macaroni necklace versus going to buy me like a piece of jewelry or something. Dude, trust me, the buying is... is harder. Yeah. Oh my God, give me the macaroni. I'm into it. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically-backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high-quality, traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. Take two delayed-release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption, and you'll get nine key nutrients. 
Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Okay. First question, I guess, second-ish question. Do you have a morning routine together or something that you do every morning? (laughs) Next question. (laughs) We do, though. I really thought about this. We don't. Yes, we do. You're forgetting. So, like, I have my own morning routine. Okay, it's totally out of sync now the past week. You don't really have a... Do you feel like you have a morning routine for yourself aside from sitting in the bathroom for a really long time? Nope. Like on Sundays, I do have a morning routine. You go biking. Yeah. yeah. But on and the weekdays, no? No. Like my morning routine is waking up with Leia, make sure that she's dressed. And and if you're there, you help with breakfast. If you're not there, then she sees you after school. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> my normal morning routine ends when she wakes up so that I can be there and make her breakfast. So stop that. But every day, like you drive her to school and when you come home, you make cappuccinos yeah that's definitely a morning routine okay so that's like and it's not like every i mean you make a cappuccino every single day seven days a week like almost almost maybe six days a week but like yeah when you're biking not so six days a week you make a cappuccino and then we have a coffee together and you really take time to make like a really epic good cappuccino with all the all the bells and whistles yeah that's a morning routine and most days, and of course this depends on like meetings and stuff, but most days we play cards in the morning with that coffee. I don't think and that's most days. It if is we're, a lot of days, half of the week at least. No, if we're lucky, it's once a week. If we have a really good week, it's maybe two or three times a week, but it's it's a lot less than you think. I think you enjoy it so much that you think it's a lot more. I feel like three, four times a week we play cards and okay, eat breakfast. Okay, tell me this week when we... Ate. Well, this week is shit. Like, this week is not happening. Well, we played cards twice this week. Once. Today's, today's Wednesday. We put the card on the table once and we didn't play. <laughs> and then the second time we did play. Okay, well, we go through cycles of it. Like, we had yeah. cycles where we were every yeah, single sometimes, day. sometimes, yeah. Okay. And well, the coffee thing definitely counts. Yeah. But do you feel like do you feel like you're missing having a a routine that's just for you in the morning, or do you feel more like mornings are not really your jam? I am a morning person. I don't have the I don't have that necessity that you have, I guess. But I am a morning person. I think for me, it comes back to moving. <laughs> mm. If I can move, if I know I'm moving at some point in that day, I'm okay. If yeah, I don't, you don't really care about time so much. You're yeah. more like that can happen in the afternoon, middle of the day, exactly. like whenever. Yeah. But if I if I see the schedule and there is no option for moving that day, mm. then my whole day I feel a little jittery. I feel a little like out of balance. I feel like yeah. I, I become a more difficult person. But I feel like lately you're not you're not getting up earlier to to do the run if you know you have a full day. Is that because it's a little bit 
Yeah. What is it like pandemic wise now that things are just a little harder overall? Before this week, I felt like or I feel like I'm just giving you all the, the priorities in the morning because it's more important to you except for Sunday. So for me, I don't like if I really want to do something, I'll like mentally prepare you two days before. So you know how to change your schedule. But if I don't do anything, then I already I accepted it that in that morning I'm not going to do anything. And sometimes you go running, sometimes you do yoga. Sometimes Like yours always change, but it's always in the morning. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like if I don't do it in the morning, it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And the both of us can't do it. That's no. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But I mean, I feel like our, our morning coffee, I feel like is a really important part. It's like a touch point in the day. Or in the morning for us, before you head into your cave and I head up yeah. into my... You head into your cave and I head up into my little tower. <laughs> so that someone asked, like, how do you, how, what is it like working from home? Do you have structure around working from home? So Dennis has a... We it was supposed to be... A, it is a man cave. I mean, for sure, it's a cave. Yeah. No, I love that space. I love it so much. It's a little side apartment connected to the house that has, like, its own totally separate entrance separate yeah. bathroom everything like that and then you have a you have a desk and a workstation set up and you have your workout stuff in there so like your biking area and it's a room i just enjoy being in yeah but it's because it's just yours yeah yeah it's just so messy but i don't have any structure though only no, on wednesdays so i have structure i feel like I feel like you need help, but I don't know if I can be that person for you. <laughs> it's so messy. And then I go upstairs to my little tower and I sit here and I do my work here. But it's important that we have that touch point. I don't know. I know there's couples out there who like, maybe when Leah gets older, it can be part of, you know, her being part of that morning routine. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I would love that. Biking or, or running together. She or... can just have her own routine and we have our routine. Yeah. So maybe her routine is just making her own breakfast and doing something fun while she knows that she's already so self-sufficient and uh, she is not drinking there yet though that not we can like both. that we can ba bail on her yeah. no not yet i don't know if that's ever gonna happen but she is drinking lemon water every morning like that kind of i don't know how that occurred to me but like 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 i make such an effort like i drink two liters of water with lemon in the morning first thing before i drink anything else and if you're up next to me when i'm making it i'll make one for you but normally not for her yeah. and i was like why if i feel it's so important for me to begin the day with hydration yeah. why is she like stuffing a pancake in her mouth first thing so now i call it our morning water and she really likes it like it's a, become cool. a cute thing too okay so in terms of the, <laughs> I got so many, most of the questions we got were really directed to you. I think people really love to hear your point of view of things. Someone asked, what's your five-year plan? Wait, does Dennis even plan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not have a five-year plan. <laughs> do you have a one do you have a one week year plan? Do you have a month, week, day? I don't, I don't have any plan. <laughs> I just go with the flow. Usually someone in the company tells me what they need for that day or that week. And then I try to do that. But that's the only planning I have. And usually it's like day of. Like, yeah. hey, today, this is the day. Yeah. Do the thing. Okay. So if it's not a five-year plan because you don't plan, if you were to plan or if you were to dream, how do you envision our lives five years from now? That's such a hard question. I don't even know. What? Yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah. If, okay, if you put me on the spot and I need yeah. to start thinking now, yeah. things that comes up in my head, if we're talking material-wise, I would love for us to have a property in Costa Rica, to be close to the, be in nature and be close to the surf, but not live there. Just have that.
you know, building that little by little every time we're there, working on it little by little. And then when we're older and retired or older to live in the jungle, that you want to retire there. No, I don't know. Wait, so but, you have like a 50-year plan. You don't have a five-year <laughs> plan. You have a 50-year plan. I, I guess, yeah. I or guess 40. If, Wait, if, how many years? When, are, when do people retire? <laughs> when do people retire? I think what 65. does retire mean? Well, that's like the old school way of doing things. But yeah. yeah, but if, if I can think ahead, like what I would like for us to achieve, and if we're talking mostly material-wise, because there's all these levels and it's just a, such a difficult question, yeah, I would love for us to work our way up to have a little apartment in Sweden and then like a, a jungle house in Costa Rica. And then from there, we can like move around. And I want us to be free in the sense of like we don't have to plan anything. We can just go from one day to the next day. We decide, okay, we're going to go and do this trek, like this 30-day trek that you wanted to do, like El Camino or something, so that we're not tied down to anything. But so this is really when we're retired. Like that's how your your dream now. What this about is, five years from now? Do you see, okay, five years from now, do we live in Aruba? Do we live somewhere else? That's the thing. I don't see, I've never lived anywhere else outside of Aruba. So it's very hard for me to imagine living somewhere else. It's hard for you to imagine yourself living somewhere else because you haven't lived somewhere else. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, I think about moving all the time. Yeah, that's not a shock. Well, yeah, I mean, you know that. Yeah. yeah. So if we were to move or if we were, if you were to envision our lives five, five years from now and we don't live here, where do we live? The only place I can think of uh, is Sweden because that's the that's the only other place outside of Aruba I've been to the most. So I've been to Holland many times to visit family, but I've never been to Holland in a way that like that resembles living there. It was always on someone's couch or on a little sibling's bed, or it's like we never really got into like a, a normal life mm. there compared to Sweden. Sometimes. We, we have an apartment for two months, three months. So we got into that life. And when Leo was really small, like I would go from cafe to cafe with her just to walk in the park and stuff. So I, I kind of got like a little... We spent a lot of time there. Yeah, yeah normalcy there. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I love it so much here. I, I feel like we're really well connected here, or I am because I grew up here at a small island. You know everyone. If you need something, you know you can go to and ask for a favor and it's not expensive or it's like always a buddy helping out or something compared to Sweden I have one friend <laughs> nobody's to help you out yeah. you're so good at making friends though I feel like when we spend long times like a longer stretch of time in Sweden you end up like here's a new biking gang over here and you're like I you end up community you create I, community so easily go, yeah yeah well, tell, tell me about that because that's not, I'm good at creating community, but I'm also really set in my ways. Like I have like the close friends that I have. I'm difficult. Yeah. I have the like, when it comes to close friends, I have the close friends that I have and I'm not really interested in expanding that. Well, my close friends will always remain my close friends, even if I don't talk to them for months. But the, the level of comfortable that I am with them, I would probably not be as fast to do that with other people that I recently know or know for less than four or five years. But yeah, I don't know if, if I need to, I have the tendency of stepping out of our family for a little bit and then just having beers with people that I don't know and having a good conversation and then I don't need to meet that person ever again and I'm happy and then I come back home and I'm a family man again. You're the handshaker of the family. We have a standing joke that goes like, Dennis is actually meant to be a politician. 
I keep hearing that. Everyone tells you that, huh? Yeah. You're like the most diplomatic. You're like friends with everybody. You know, you, there's a level of you that knows everyone to a certain degree. Like you can go somewhere and just sit down at some table and there will be a connection there with someone. Maybe. Maybe. Could you know. see yourself going into politics? I don't know. I feel like I'm a little... My skin is not thick enough. But people keep, keep telling you that. People keep telling me that because I, I don't like to talk shit about anyone. <laughs> Even if like someone has wronged me, I always put myself in their shoe and I try to see their stand of point and try to like take out the logic of how someone else would think. And I'm like, I can understand that. And from that point of view, people keep telling me, yeah, that's a good trait to have. But if someone would, it, I'm really easy to get on. People can get under my skin really easily. And that's a really bad trait to have if you want to go in that kind of. You mean like that you're sensitive? Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm sensitive. Yeah, but I mean, that's not a bad thing. If you're talking about politics and people seem to care. Ha- hate politicians in general. I don't know if I can be hated. No, I know people <laughs> don't love politicians, but it depends on what kind of politician you do. And I mean, if the point of the point of politics is making a change for the better, right? I like mean, taking if it's care like of the community. Yeah. I, sports? No one, politics? What the fuck are you talking about? There's always a minister of uh, sports. Minister of... In most countries, it's minister of health. Okay. Yeah, sure. In Aruba, it's minister of sports. <laughs> I remember when I moved here, we were at some event, like, what was this? High winds or something? Like a... Like a... I think it's culture and, culture and sports. There's a person. There, <sighs> A they, minister of culture. And sports. They mix those two. I think. May, Aruba, maybe I'm maybe. wrong if someone from here. <laughs> no, but I remember like we were at a part, like a, like a, a windsurf competition party type thing. And then we get there and then there's this guy coming in on the windsurf board in a full suit. Oh yeah. And everyone's like on the beach gathering, like cheering on. And I'm like, who's this, who's this adult grown man in a full suit? He's, you're actual, like, he's a doctor though. <laughs> he was the you're know, like that's the minister of sports yeah like pulling into the party on his windsurf board and i was like what is this island like what? yeah that was a little corny but i actually like that guy a lot <laughs> you liked him a lot i remember yeah. i could see you filling a position like that yeah i don't think i would windsurf on a, in a suit you're not ever. that kooky no that would not happen <laughs> but i could definitely see you doing that but okay so in terms of community in terms of like making a change for the better what's What's a change you could see yourself making in the world? Like, what's something you would want to improve for other people? Dude, these are all really difficult and deep questions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Yoga Girl podcast, where all we talk about is surface stuff. Uh, no, I don't know. No? <laughs> not, not in this point. I'm, I'm going to say something really stupid. No, it's okay. So when it comes to Aruba, like, what's a change you would like to see for the well-being of the island, for instance? Or something that is happening that you dislike right now that you would like to change. Yeah, then I, again, I'm in a position that I don't know. Uh, what? I can tell you so many things. Yeah. So you can go ahead, but I, I can I can say things, but I, I, unless I can prove myself that I'm not wrong, then I'd rather not say. No, but okay. So in air, areas you are already present in, you're super present in the animal rights area. Like we have an animal rescue organization that does a lot already. That's something that you would like to change, right? Well-being for the animals on the island. (laughs) No-brainer. It's a no-brainer, but that already like... You go to the orphanages and give... On paper, it's already done. On paper, it's already done? What are you talking about? Like they're all like... There are animal abuse laws and stuff. They're just not enforcing it. Hmm. And if you're going to talk about that in a time when we have pandemic... 
like nine out of ten people is going to be like, hey, you want me to care about an animal when I don't even know how to put food on the table. Yeah, so that is something that you care about. <laughs> anyway, I really don't want to talk about well, you, I, What? I feel just like we're because, just striking like a really interesting chord. Just because some friend like, says I should go to Nepal, there's I a lot of no unem- huge amount of politics. unemployment on the island right now. Like it's, that, you care it's about. A, yeah, but it's the whole world. I know, but this is the funny thing, and this is how you and I differ a lot. Like I ask you, like, what's your five-year plan, and you're like, I don't know, and then you talk about like the dream of when we retire. Like you have this vision of of like what life will feel like at, at yeah. a certain point. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I can tell you, I can break down the five-year plan into 10 different goals that I know we want. Like, I can look at this island and go, okay, here's 50 things I want to fix right now. Like, starting with this environmental issue over here and starting with that thing over there. And in, 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 I think in our difference, and I don't know if this is like, a, like I think about astrology also, how we really differ in those areas. But do you feel like you're more of the the dreamer or the feeler of the family and I'm more of the logical, like... Let's make a plan and follow follow through because you're also an in like yeah it's very murky there yeah who are you it's I would feel I would feel like I'm more of the logical thinker when it comes to Aruba and stuff but I'm not the planner and because you can articulate all the things you just said how to put everything into words and make it like interesting or not interesting but make it easier for other people to understand and actually inspire and do is why you have a podcast and I don't. <laughs> And this, is, and this is why you do this for a living amazing. <laughs> this is why you do this for a living and people want to take your classes well, why like, do you I'm, think the podcasts with you are the most listened to podcasts because i answer yes or no to no! funny questions you ask that's not it you have so much to bring to the table and you have really 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 good ideas and good viewpoints and a good sense of humor and like an ability to deliver it, so do you remember that your day so we have this book it's called the secret language of birthdays for anyone listening it's this crazy trippy like really big fat book and it's it's astrology numerology and tarot weaved together that tells you like you who you are depending on the day of the year you were born dennis's day is the day of the divine comedy (laughs) and all that day spoke, spoke about was an ability to bring a sense of humor into hard conversations like to lighten up the energy anywhere you go and I feel like that is also totally a politic trait, like a politician's trait as I well. I really don't know why you're trying to push me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think you have a lot of unexplored potential. Like, that's what I think. And it doesn't have to be politics or whatever. But I just think there's so many avenues you could choose to go and you would do something really, really well. I, and there I fully agree with you. Like, I think if push come to shove, put me in an inner corner, I feel like I'm pretty versatile and can adapt to most jobs. Mm-hmm. And this is what I realized too, working in our company, sometimes it's like in the finance, sometimes it's in the in production with cameras and content, and sometimes it's like in welding a trailer for the subboards and fi- fixing subboards. And sometimes it's just working in the boutique, sometimes I'm making a coffee in the cafe, or one time, three years ago, the whole staff, I don't know why, one, someone cut their fingers. There's three three people, one was sick, one cut their finger. Oh, yeah, and I then, and I went there and opened the cafe on my own and only put one item on the menu and cooked, <laughs> and cooked. And made <laughs> coffee for everyone that day. Vegan meatball subs. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. I remember that. That was so good. So I do think if I have to toot my own horn, I do think I'm versatile in that sense. You are. 
Do you think you're good at tooting your own horn? No. No. I really hate it. You really hate it. Yeah. Do you feel like... So here's a good example. And this is something you and I talk about all the time. So Dennis is an amazing photographer. Like you you share... He doesn't even share any of his photography online. It's like I, anytime he posts anything, I have to like push him to do it. You have spent so much time like in photography, taking photos, researching, doing courses. You have amazing equipment. You know how it all works. Like you're a great photographer. And he takes all the f photos for the company where we would normally hire a person to do that. And it's amazing quality. Like we wouldn't do that if you weren't amazing. And if someone asks Dennis, oh, like you're, you're a photographer. Uh, no, no. I just, I had like, I'm into photography, you would yeah, say, or like I, I have like a it. camera. You But would never claim learn, and say like, I'm a photographer or even say I'm good at photography. No, but the more I learn, the more I feel like the less I know. Yeah, and but that's you the thing. are good. There's also a component to that of like owning what you're actually good at. And, and like, I'm, yeah. I'm surrounded with people on the island that does this for a living and they're amazing. And like I compare myself to them. I'm like, I'm not even near their league, you know? I totally disagree. Because yeah. there's also that personable quality of, of like how to interact with a person that you're taking yeah, the photo I know with. how to deal with you. No, with all of our teachers who take photos with you are like, <laughs> that was the most amazing experience. They use all their photos for all other stuff, like forever. Know. Yes, they know. So do you think, like when it comes to tooting your own horn, was, do you think that this is something that relates to who you are, like deep inside that you just, you just, you don't want to say that you're good at something because you're scared someone's going to say, no, that's actually not true. Or is it more that you want to give space for, to other people? Or yeah. is it that... I don't think so far. You don't think so far? I don't think. Because I wish you would toot your own horn more. No, it's, I don't know. I don't want to come off like cocky. I don't want to come off like, look at me. I, I really don't like that in people in general. So yeah, I don't know. And I still believe that <laughs> I'm a beginner photographer because I still have so much to learn. There's always like a whole new part that I don't even know about. I think you should start charging for, for I shows. I wanted to, and I'm, and this is a thing, this is where you and I differ. Like I would have a dream and uh, you're really good at putting things in the steps. Like you have like your astrology dream and then you make it happen. Immediately you can get clients. Immediately you can do these things and you do it in a in a step-by-step -step way. And I'm not there. So what I wanted to do was like offer five or six people free sessions. And the area I would love to go in is like in the LGBTQ, am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Community. To, to portrait the beautiness out of that. And I want to do all of that for free. But then I'm stuck. Like, how do I offer this without sounding aggressive or cocky or I don't know, or like, look at me. So I get stuck and then I'm like, okay, this is a dream I had, but I didn't, I don't yeah, follow through. you second through. guess and then you don't follow through. Yeah. I think you could post on your Instagram and say like, hey, And when you told me this, you said you were going to do 10. You're like, I, I want to do 10 oh, free 10. weddings yeah, yeah. or engagement shoots. And I'm like, dude, a wedding, it's like six hours of your, it's like a huge thing to take on. Like you should do three things for free because you've already done so much for so many years and people would love to charge for the quality that you provide. But I feel like every situation I would learn and these are real life experiences. I know. I think I've only done two weddings, if I'm not mistaken, as a, as a backup. And I always had someone to fall on. So if yeah, I do and this, I remember Ben like 
telling me like, dude, Dennis is amazing. Like he's doing so well. I'm following a lead. I'm really good at following a lead. I know, I know. But same like with me, with astrology, like I decided here is something I really want to do. The idea of taking on clients is terrifying in the beginning because it's like something totally new that I've never done before. And I decided, okay, I'm going to do 10 free ones, like 10 and just offer them. And I did a little giveaway to three strangers like online. And then that was my thing. After I've done 10, I'll start charging and I'll start with, with a number that just feels good to me. But there's a, a component to putting like a monetary value to it that brings confidence also. Yeah. And I know for every reading I give, I'm going to learn. So it's part of learning. It's kind of yeah. like how many free yoga classes should you teach before you start charging? You yeah. know, we talk about this in YTT, like money is energy. So it's also saying like what I bring to the table is worthwhile. And it sort of brings confidence the moment we start doing that and we realize people are really happy with what we provide. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you don't go through the door of that. So but you I've, stay in the area of like... But I've been in the step of a new teacher. I've, I, when I was teaching yoga, I started teaching without even having a certificate. Yeah, me too. I guess a lot of people does, do that. But I can put myself in that shoe and I can put myself in the photography shoe and it's, it's different. That's it's thing. different. It's, it's all growth. It's all like... Yeah, it's growth, but it's different. Like, for instance, even these 10 people that you said that I would like to for free, I would like them to sign a disclaimer saying that, hey, maybe you end up with no pictures, you know? Maybe no, I suck so much dude. that... <laughs> I think you need a confidence boost. So it's a risk for boost, them too. <laughs> boost. I think you need a confidence boost. That's what I think. I think you're so much greater at so many things than you give yourself credit for. And sometimes, yeah. like... What you think is arrogance sometimes or what you're scared is going to be arrogant is just confidence. Maybe. And I don't think you can, you're never going to, like you're the most, you're the most humble person. I I mean, everyone listening is like, if you look up the word humble in the dictionary, there's a picture of you like there. Like, (laughs) But we're talking about it so much now that I don't feel so humble. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not making you uncomfortable. But going back to this, I don't know if it's like a personal trait of me or if it's the sports culture that I grew up in. I grew up with skating and surfing. And both those are sports that you don't claim when you do something good. Yeah, like, we spoke about this the other day. Like in skateboarding, if you if you do like a crazy trick that you've tried the whole week for and you land it once, when you land it, you feel it inwards and you don't you don't celebrate it. <laughs> this is such it's a really stupid weird. But man thing. No, no, no. This Dude. is with women too who skates. Yeah, but this is anyone that is in cold. this, this is like culture a patriarchal can, bullshit. So you nail the the biggest wave of your life, and you're just with, like with surfing. There's more. There's more claiming than than. It's very rare, uh-huh. but there's more claiming. So what's involved. wrong with claiming? So say, okay. So say you're skating. You fought like for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to land the trick, and then you land this perfect trick, exactly how you wanted to do it. You just stare down and act like nothing happened. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm a hundred percent serious. Like for instance, with surfing. What the- like you, you get you get this amazing wave. You can do one claim, one fist bump, and then already people were like, "Whoa, <laughs> hold on there, soldier!" But what? Why is that? But like, then, then there's these Brazilian surfers. Sometimes they do two claims in one wave, and then they're in all the magazines, all the tabloids that's of like. So ridiculous! Like, <laughs> why is why he? can't you own your joy in that or have that joy I, I don't seen make rules, by other lady. people? I think this is to me like a really patriarchal thing that because to really it's claim, with women too. Yeah, I get that, but everything is influenced by the fucking patriarchy. To really claim 
like your success to really own your joy that requires a bit of vulnerability to be seen in that like I fought for this and I made it happen and wow that feels really good I'm so happy I did that like it requires vulnerability and the patriarchal system doesn't allow for for vulnerability of any kind you can be vulnerable as much as you want to as long as it's inside (laughs) (laughs) hashtag Dennis philosophy (laughs) vulnerability let's go for the fifth question it's on the inside this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Someone is asking, and I really would love it if you could do this for the show. Can you please, 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 please speak Dutch so everyone can hear what your Dutch What do you want me to say? A long sentence. Yeah. A long sentence. What do we, a long as in. <laughs> <laughs> say, say, yeah, tell me a story about your morning, but in Dutch. You, I can't even tell you a story of my morning in English. <laughs> tell me a story about... You speak Dutch all the fucking time. Tell me a story about... What did you do this morning? You woke up and... Um, okay, let me think a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Can you just you give me a sentence? Up, you woke up this morning and then what did you do until you sat down here? You had a bunch of things this morning. Not really. Toen uh, hadden we ontbijt voor Lea gemaakt. En uh, vandaar ging, had ik haar naar school gebracht in uh, Rachel's auto. En ja. Ash? En, ja, en toen zag ik een, een vriend Ash een beetje gesproken en dan terug thuis. I understood all of that. That's really, Not just because this I is, like no, th- you. This is really <laughs> bad Dutch because I don't know how to articulate the sentence even in English. If I would articulate that sentence, really? Yeah. Can you say I'm a really good photographer in Dutch? How does that sound? Ik kan ik kan ampe foto maken. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know what I say? I can barely take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't even know. So how do you say I'm a really good photographer? What's the difference? Heel goed. Heel goed. Ik ben heel goed in foto's maken. Ik spreek maken. geen Nederlands. <laughs> <laughs> in your face. He's like, you're kind of blushing right now. Yeah. I think, yeah. So uh, why do you speak Dutch? I don't. Well, you do speak Dutch. <laughs> I, yeah, I, we, in Aruba, people learn four languages. None of them like fully 100% correctly. Because... <laughs> I think I said I say this in all the show all the times I've been on here is uh, when you're a teenager you you speak this like cool language which is like a mixture of all the four languages but then when you have to defend yourself in one language you always, you're always lacking a word but for instance in that sentence my grammar was off um, like I don't know it's like I have to like talk even when I'm talking like you have to, to my dad you have to get dad, into the flow yeah yeah I talk Dutch to my dad and I have to get back into the flow like the first two minutes and like scrambling for words and then it comes out more natural yeah i think that's like for for everyone unless you're speaking it all the time yeah yeah someone is asking please dennis help us how do we get through this pandemic i have hit a wall and i feel like there is no end in sight (laughs) i love that the question is directed to you to be honest i hit a wall too in the pandemic last year and uh, as soon as 
And that's the thing, like, I can't talk for everyone because I know every country is different in rules. This is where I feel very lucky to be in Aruba for this pandemic, even though there's a lot of rules. But we have space, like our, our home is like, we're not in a, in a city, in a, in a studio apartment. We have homes with different rooms. Like I have my own man room and you have your own lady room. Man room <laughs> and lady room. So that's, that's kind of nice. <laughs> but uh, I did hit a wall last uh, year where I didn't, I didn't move for like three or four months. I went surfing every day, but it was always a miss or hit because the waves in Aruba suck. Sometimes I come back in a better mood. Sometimes I come in a worse mood. <laughs> But as soon as I got out of that funk and I started running and you know cycling again, then everything started becoming positive. So I don't know what that is for that person, what makes that person happy. But yeah, endorphins moving. Endorphins. But it's a hard thing when you're when you're in that cycle of like things are just hard. It's hard for me to take care of myself. I'm in a yeah. rut. I'm in a hole. And then you know that, okay, the things that are going to make me feel better is... X, Y, Z. Like for you, yeah. it's like swimming, running, biking, you know. Yeah. And for this person, maybe it's something totally different. It's like changing and I, something. Yeah. And I also don't know that person's, how, where they are financially. So some people are laid off or some people are getting only 60% of their salary. And and then that creates a lot more stress. We We have some stress around that, but not to the fact that it's like, that it drains us at the end of the day. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody's reality is so, 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 so different. But so then how did you, how did you find the motivation to start again? Because I think that's a really, I don't know. We were drinking that's like bourbon the million dollar question. every single day. We were drinking old fashions. Oh, like I will never be able to drink an old fashioned and not feel like the depths of quarantine yeah. ever again. Yeah. I, 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 I can't seem to remember how I got out of that dip. Yeah. I think Florida... Oh, yeah. I think... But that's so controversial. People yeah, really God upset. bless Florida. God bless Florida. I mean, it's controversial that you went to Florida for an Ironman. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's really selfish. And they do a lot of things that people don't agree with, me, myself. But for that was, I think, the only race that happened in, in, the, in the States. Oh, no, maybe it was like was a, a lucky break. That that it, it was race, like in between... Yeah you know, like waves and it went through. And luckily that we know if there wasn't anything that really came out of there. Mm. And that that's just, just to do one normal thing, like a full on normal thing, even though there was all these rules involved, it, it was literally day and night for me. Mm. It's so hard. Like I was in a, in a room on Clubhouse yesterday where Dennis and I are, at least me, I feel like you're into it too. I try, but... Yeah, I'm super into Clubhouse. If you don't know, Clubhouse is an app. It's invitation only now and it's only for iPhones. So it's like people also get annoyed when I talk about Clubhouse because <laughs> they're not in yet, but it's going to open to everyone soon. And it was a conversation about like, how can we save the tourism sector? Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because, and I sit with this all the time, like there is that balance of... What happens to these vulnerable communities if people really, really stop traveling? And then what happens to these vulnerable communities if people aren't safe and they get them sick? You know, like where is the balance of that? And being in Aruba, like me having been in both extremes, like getting canceled from telling people not to travel to like, now I feel super different. Like I was, I was on stage and in this clubhouse room yesterday sharing like Aruba's 
the experience of Aruba, I feel like Aruba is doing a really good job now with there's, it feels like the systems that are in place are actually working, actually working and actually being followed. Like yeah. people are, are taking the rules seriously. And it feels like there's a bit of normalcy and flow there. Like people are coming to the island, following these steps, yeah. spending time and then, you know, following regulations and then going home. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I really don't know. It's hard because if you if you see it from a normal like point of view in a normal country where a country is self-sustainable, people will think like, oh, tourism is such a small sector. We'll figure it out. It'll be okay. But if you talked about like the whole Caribbean, all these islands where there's 100,000 people and 80,000 of them works in tourism, it's a different story. It's like it's like talking about bankrupting in a whole a whole country. So it's it's a, it's a balance that a lot of people in huge countries and cities wouldn't understand. Right. I mean, it's also like, especially I think Sweden now, because Sweden is really bad. The idea of traveling, it's like people are it's shaming people. Again, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't know what's happening, but they're, they're really strict. They're saying like, oh, now they're strict. Don't. Yeah. Don't travel. They used to be the, super loose. <laughs> super loose. They still like they didn't make anything law or like r- yeah. rules. They had recommend and still Sweden's like that recommendations. Like here we have a curfew. If you're out past the curfew, you pay a fine. Yeah. And in Sweden, up until a certain point, I don't don't know what it was like now, but like if you had COVID symptoms, the recommendation was to isolate. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck isn't there a rule in place where like something bad go. happens to you if you? You still go to like a supermarket that is yeah. like underground, like right, closed right, space, right? No masks there, right? So everything was a recommendation that they're just yeah. expecting people to follow, and it's like Swedish people are rule no, followers I, more than Arubans, I think. Yeah, your sister came here, and then she got so much shit from her work, saying that you you're not allowed to come back to work after you go, and she had to like try to explain like I'm going to a safer place, to a safer yeah. place in a house, like we're not like going out and about, like it's much safer. Then when she was coming here. But the, the, her, her, and this was specific to her workplace, said for every week you're away, you need to quarantine for that same amount of time. And I'm like, wait, so if you, if you go for three weeks, you have to spend three weeks in quarantine when all the regulations in the rest of the world is, here's the amount of time that incubation can happen. And after yeah. that, like, that doesn't make any sense. If you go for a month, you have to quarantine for a month. Like she was in a confusing situation. No one knows what to do. No, and that's where no it keeps one knows coming. what to do. No, and it's, it's also like... <sighs> Yeah, I really don't know. Like, I would love, I would love for us to be able to go to Costa Rica in a couple of months and like get a little house in the jungle. And I think that's possible now already. You think so? Yeah, I see all these Swedes partying in Costa Rica. All the Swedes (laughs) partying. (laughs) Hint, hint. We have some friends who like. Oh my god! Yeah, they created a bubble. They created a bubble, right? (laughs) Right. Seeing all these people on social media like partying, and you know, it's hard. I I think there's a difference between like responsible travel trying to sustain communities and be really safe yeah. versus like partying you know what i mean like there's a difference between but that, that is an industry think, on its own as well yeah but i think you me and leia going to a tourist destination and renting a house and staying super safe compared to like influencers partying with like 100 people in a dj booth like that's not really the same thing there are ways to travel that are more responsible than others are you trying to get canceled in sweden too no i'm not let's move on (laughs) i'm gonna take another question okay (laughs) fuck this shit (laughs) speaking of being canceled a lot of people ask this did being canceled affect your relationship it's it's been pretty it's been a while back. 
the the only way I would think. I'm mean, speaking from my point of view. Maybe you have a lot of resentment inside towards me about this. I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> from my side, the, what you really wanted is like to get the fuck out of this island immediately. You started looking for houses, started looking of ways, started looking of ways to even deregister and then going back to Sweden and deciding on paying. When your, I got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. To right. like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to start paying my taxes back from, from where I am. And I don't know. It was you, like, were, you were a pro that too. You still are. You still don't want to pay taxes here. That's not true. I don't know if it is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time it's, we spoke about it. You it's said, like yeah. the last time we spoke, we just paid like a hefty amount of like like tax that year. And so I don't the, know. The I, 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 I was emotional and I was I know, hurt. But the the, how, how our situation is different is we pay taxes for monies and work that we do outside of Aruba and we pay all of that here. So it's not like we're trying to avoid taxes for work done here no but so at, it's a in different this, thing in the, yeah. yeah it's it's different in that way but because we're registered here this is where we owed our worldwide taxes that's normal yeah, yeah. and everyone will say well if you if you don't want to live here don't live here go live somewhere else you know exactly and that's and that's true but anyway going back that time i was like i was a little emotional a little hurt from the situation and then i i would say a lot of things that maybe i meant maybe i didn't mean maybe it came up but yeah the biggest part was like you moving away. You wanted to move away. And I don't know if I was ready for that. Like I always wanted to move away. But when you said it in that in that way, it kind of hurt. I was hurt by it. Yeah, I was like, Let, this I, is still I need home. to get the fuck out now. Yeah. This is still my, you know, this is still my country. This is still my home. So I'm emotionally attached to it. And then the way you were very upset for for your obvious reasons and legitimate reasons. It still, it was still like hurtful to hear, you know. Mm. And what about now? Because I still talk about. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it hurtful to you now that there's a part of me that doesn't feel like this is home in the same way anymore? The thing is, you always had that since you moved here, like eleven years ago. You always had like some kind of level of like, like you know, you wanting more community, you wanting to move away. So I was always comfortable with it at a certain point of level because that's normal for us. Mm-hmm. But then in the last six months, it went like, it, it really went up. It really went crazy. It really went to a part that we were like, okay, now we're going to rent a house for like almost a year in Sweden. We're going to see how it is, just feel it out and go back and forth or just stay in Sweden. Mm-hmm. But then Corona hit in Sweden even worse yeah. than before. We were like sitting with a contract for an apartment. And there were trying, there were... They were strong arming us, and then you were like, "Fuck this! I want to. I don't want." We were like sitting like with a contract. We had ev- we had committed to it, and we sent friends over to see it. Like we were really like, "Okay, we're gonna go in right after Leia's birthday, like after mid March. We're gonna go, and we'll spend the rest of the year, or at least until August. See how it is. Yeah, spend six Put months. Put her in a school there, maybe. See yeah. what it feels like over six months. And then this realtor, there was something about her. Like she was just she was arrogant. She wasn't friendly, and then. If I didn't answer an email in the same day, she would write me a really bitchy email. And, and I had a point where I was like, why? Like, this is in the middle of a pandemic. She should be so excited to have this business for this really expensive place. And then I just had a feeling of like, no, no, I don't want to give this person our business because she was so arrogant. 
And then two weeks weeks later, two two weeks later, the the pandemic really hit in Sweden and they shut everything down and now everything is like, and then we realized, okay, if we're not going to leave Aruba where we can be outside in the sunshine. We know what it is here. And we know what's going on here and we have total stability and, you know, freedom here to go to Sweden and sit in an apartment and not be able to go out or do anything. Yeah, that's Like that's a bad idea. Yeah. So now I'm really happy we didn't commit to that apartment (laughs) because that would have sucked. But we're still planning to... Hopefully just, be in Sweden at some point. It just gets shorter and shorter. It just gets shorter and shorter. First, yeah. it was from March to like October. Mm-hmm. And then it got from like end of March to like end of September. Yeah. And now and it now feels we'll go, like, it's like May, beginning May. of May, and then come back beginning of August. And yeah. we don't know. And maybe that's okay. it's okay. Maybe yeah. it's less. Yeah. I would love to swim in some Swedish waters. I would love to be in the forest. It's so cold. I would love to hug a tree. Like the one thing I crave is... Why don't you just go outside and hug a cactus? It's not... It's not, as comfortable. It's not the same. We, we really don't have any cactus. trees. Okay, we, we have cacti. We don't have any trees. I want that. Like a Swedish summer is like dream for me. Well, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. But does that mean like moving is off the table? It's right? never off the table. Yeah, but as long you're as kind of like... I need a Shit or get off the pot. You know, a little bit. Yeah. But we, I need a, I need, if I know that our home here is safe and we have a base to fall back on, I'm really happy. What if that base is like really small and kind of boring and we don't have any, like we want to go to dinner. We have no place we want to go eat because the five that's restaurants be, we can go to. That's veganism. No, it's whatever. You would Just not be excited Just eat an animal woman and everything will be okay. No. <laughs> I decided to not bring up any vegan questions today. So Okay, so, I'm going to ask you another question. What's the your favorite thing that I cook and bake? And I really was like, I want to know what this is because I feel like you complain a lot about... Well, you you try to bake a cake every single day. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not like actively trying to become like very skinny or fit, but I'm not actively trying to do the opposite either. You know. <laughs> you ate. I made a lemon raspberry cake yesterday. I ate a third of that. That. <laughs> and it's not like a little cupcake, no. It's like a, a giant, like I don't know, like 15 inch. <laughs> Like 35, 40 centimeters wide cake. <laughs> Took almost the whole table, meant for 10 people. That is eight. Like, you ate a third of that cake. You don't have to eat everything. Just but, dude, because I if bake once it. I start, I don't stop. I know. So, what is your favorite thing that I make? You you made a couple of days ago, you made like this potato with. Potato with like, gratin. Yeah, that was potatoes. really good. Mm-mm-mm. Sometimes you take some stuff. Like, I like it when you cook your Swedish stuff. Like when you use dill and potatoes and like creamy sauce, I, I guess that would be dill and potatoes, dude. I think you would be so happy living in Sweden. Maybe we should move to Uppsala. Like we just we don't do Stockholm, but we do Uppsala or like a smaller place. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said, I, I wasn't. I'm not not open to it. <laughs> you just don't want to take any action to make anything happen. No, I'm. I'm okay going there. It's just there's we're we're not that we have a we have a child <laughs> we have a child woman we have a child yeah i know that child yeah i've met her she's it's, awesome it's it's hard to just uproot all of her stability just for us to feel it out a little bit i know but that's why we're feeling it out in the summer yeah yeah 
then maybe we stick around. Okay, I know we're running out of time. I feel like we did really well with all these questions did we today. Did six questions? No, we did a bunch of questions. I'm going to ask one more. This one no, is fun. No, let's do 10 fast ones. This one, t- fast ones, yes yeah. or no? Okay. What is something each of you does for the other that says, I love you, without actually saying I love you? This is like yes. a TikTok thing. <laughs> answer yes to that oh i thought you said quick questions but you you know this this uh, trend right no to do something without actually do to show that you're mean something without actually doing it like what is something that you do for me or that i do for you that says i love you without saying i love you like something loving and super kind i like to prep your space like your your work area aside from making coffee and stuff like that in the morning like when you when you have when you need something to be done for work i'm always the one prepping it i was thinking also like you'll prep for me to run oh bike. yeah like he will like push me out the door here are your shoes here's your heart rate monitor that i don't want to use here's your mm-hmm. watch you'll charge my watch for me make yeah. sure the watch is charged that's true like that's a really loving thing i'm paint i'm repainting your bike outside Dude, i don't fuck think, that bike i don't fuck think you're happy with that, that bike i hate it so much we have so many chores around the house that i need you to do for instance we have a, four, a we have a 14 foot christmas tree that's a huge Whose fault is that by the way fire hazard is huge fire hazard lying in our yard 14 foot yeah, if you're gonna a spend to a lot of time, if you're gonna spend a lot of time doing something, you should do the important things for the family, like go to the dump with a tree. Yeah. Instead, Dennis decides, "Hey, here's your mountain bike that you haven't sat on for five years. I'm gonna repaint it in an exciting and color for you, it too. and rebuild it completely with new components. What color would you like for this bike?" And I'm like, "I, <laughs> this feels very strange <laughs> to me." <laughs> It's not like we have an abundance of time and resources. I'm like, I feel like our lives are really full and I'm always nagging you to do things you don't have time for. But here is this mountain bike. I thought it was going to be much easier than it is. <laughs> and then every to day... To sand off a bike is not so easy. <laughs> every day. Every day at some point we're in the middle of something. We're like making lunch or Leia's in the bath or like we're doing something. And all of a sudden Dennis is gone. He just doesn't say anything. He just disappears. And then I hear... <laughs> and it's like the sander it. and he's standing outside I try to do like sanding a bike nobody a cares about nobody cares about this bike <laughs> okay next question <laughs> well I, you have to say something that I do for you you have said, to say that <clears throat> I just said it yeah but I said the, the running thing but I me. said for you first well what is something you feel I do for you that says I love you without, without saying I love you you cook, you cook nice Swedish meals <laughs> I was thinking like every day I put water in your hand. That's not true. <laughs> Fuck you. Every day. Every day at some point. You, you try say, to make me eat my vitamins. That's I, true. I, I give him water and vitamins. The man doesn't drink water if you don't fill a thing of water in front of him. Or you'll be like, I have a headache. I'm like, did you drink any water today? It's like I have to provide you with the hydration or you don't hydrate. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. And your vitamins. Like you don't, you don't take your vitamins. Never. Who does? Leia and I, every day we take our vitamins. And with Dennis, you have to like put it in his mouth like a baby bird and make him swallow. I don't know why. It's really sad. I feel like we do a lot of things for each other, like that are like they feel like habit, but that are out of love. And I like that. If you really love me, you should go move that Christmas tree. I don't know if I love you that much. (laughs) 
Okay, what are our astrological signs? Do you even know your Aries ast- sun? Huh? And what what's your moon? You know your moon. Cancer? Cancer moon is so sweet. It's so sad. Oh, it's so sensitive. Okay, say yours next question. You're rising, <laughs> you're a Leo rising. Then it is Aries sun, Cancer moon, Leo rising. I'm a Libra sun. Uh, Leo moon and Sagittarius rising and Leia is a Pisces sun Libra moon and Aquarius rising mm. do you know what any of this means no next question <laughs> how was the intimacy course you took together yeah <laughs> no it was nice I, I liked it I, I liked it but at the same time I was because it was nine weeks I think mm-hmm. at the same time when those nine weeks passed I was really happy that I that it was done it but was yeah. a new thing for you, like a new kind of... Yeah, it was a new thing for me. It's not a, It's not like a thing that I u- usually like to explore. Let's put it like that. But I, I learned a couple of things about myself and about things in general. What did you learn? I can't remember at this point. <laughs> no, I, I remember <laughs> that commitment was like a huge issue for me and I got really emotional around commitments. Yeah. Like we had a week about making commitments and then... I couldn't go deeper. And then, you know, they ask you all these questions. I'm like, yeah, I'm committed to Rachel. I love her. Yeah. Next question. I'm done. Check. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Yes. No. Next week. But we went deeper into it. And then for some reason, like when I have a commitment, I get really attached or emotional around it. And I, I couldn't figure out why. I know. There, it's, and I, th- I still think it's like an unexplored theme for you. Yeah. And this is the thing. Like if you make a commitment to a person, you're there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like we sometimes fight about that because yeah, you you will often make commitments with other people even though you and I have a plan or we have something happening in the family. And I and I was sitting with that and I know why it is. Tell me. Because I don't put myself first in that sense. I, when I make a commitment to someone else, like I would put myself on the side to make sure that what I said, that what I promised or, you know, you will put your needs on the side to fulfill the promise to the other person. Yeah, not yeah, but not only that, but it's also um, I I cannot like I would help like if I if I make a commitment with someone that isn't you or Leia, I would like make sure that I I I'm a a person of my word, so I will stand on my word, and it's very hard for me to go against my word, especially if I make like an like an active promise with you. And you and Leia are an extension of me. So a lot of times, like, I see you as me. And if I have, like, a commitment with you and I have a commitment with someone that maybe is a stranger, my commitment to that stranger is more important than with you. I know. And it's really intense. And it comes up a lot. Yeah. Like, we have a plan for something and you're, like, promised some distant bike buddy Someone that I you don't would, even know. Someone he doesn't even know that he would like go drop off this thing. And I'm like, what? But I gave them my word. And yeah. And I'm so like, dude, important. we have all this stuff. This is super important for us. Like, why Why does this stranger matter? And you would go do that regardless. Like, there's yeah. nothing that would stop you from fulfilling that commitment. So why is that? Because I think this is such I a... I know. <laughs> but, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing that we are like an extension of you. You know, it's like yeah, we're but all... but you're getting the shitty end of it. We get the shitty end of it sometimes. The same shitty end that I'm getting too, but by the way. The... the <laughs> great that makes everything great but the thing to really explore is like what is it about fulfilling my word that is so important and what do i risk when when i don't i know and i don't know what it is and that week for some reason i didn't expect it but that week i got like 
like I was emotional, I was crying, it was really easy to share. I can't share, sharing is like the hardest thing for me, like talk to someone for 10 minutes, come up with words. <laughs> but uh, that week was so easy, I just kept rambling and rambling and it just it f flew out. And it was like something that I didn't know about myself. Yeah, you're onto something there. Mm -hmm. Next mm -hmm. question. <laughs> We're gonna do last three questions now, okay? What are you grateful for right now? The fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> gratitude, schmatitude. <laughs> Who cares about gratitude? Yeah, what the fuck, lady you or did. person or man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna lead me into another question. What are you grateful for right now? Gratitude is important. I, uh, health, I guess. Now that I'm sick. <laughs> But you don't have health right now, so... I know, so I took it for granted, and now I want it back so I can do my stuff. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's one of those deep questions that I can't answer on the spot. What is wrong with you? Gratitude? Yeah. Like, what are you grateful for right now? I'm grateful that I just had a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. Oh, do you this understand is what I'm married to? This is going to trigger Rachel really bad. <laughs> I'm grateful that I found like an old piece of crap motorcycle that I can no. do a project no. about. No, no, no. <laughs> Next no. question. No, <laughs> you are not buying a motorcycle again. No. Again, going down this road. I'm not buying uh, a motorcycle. Again. No. It's an old piece of shit. What is, what is it called? Cafe? What, is, what are they called? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to rebuild it into a cafe racer yet. But it's like, it's like a bike that would, they would put all tore apart the soccer team that I'm managing, the coach happens to be a motorcycle um, oh, mechanic. God, what a strange coincidence. How did that happen? <laughs> and yeah. I'm you just... went down the cafe racer path once before. And I before. loved it. Yeah. So we have a list in our cozy app called Dennis To Do for very important you things. You should put that bike in there. No. <laughs> for very important things that need to happen for this family, including moving the fucking Christmas tree to the dump. I don't think you'll see this bike so, for six months. So while, when that list is down on empty and that stupid mountain bike is out of my front yard, Dude, I'm then we can talk about a motorcycle. You a new I don't bicycle. Want, I don't want the bicycle. I don't want the bicycle. I really, really don't want the bicycle. You know what I Who want? Who wants you know what I really want? original Dennis repainted bicycle? <laughs> I, Raise want, your I want the Christmas tree hand. to not burn our house down. That's what I really want. Okay, to start off with, the Christmas tree is not on me. It is on you. It's not Moving on me. Moving it away is always on you. That's your chore. Ordering it six months in advance to get the biggest <laughs> Christmas on tree you. on the island from Canada is away. not on me. Please take it <laughs> don't buy any motorcycles you can't I, have any motorcycles. i promise you i won't buy a motorcycle i don't know why this took me into this next question oh because you said lady or man <laughs> or person. someone asked or person yeah someone asked how do you plan to discuss gender identity and lgbtq topics with leia and i thought that was an interesting question i i, I don't feel like we have an issue with any of those like any no but for a lot of really we talk about it so much so i think a lot of families don't and they feel like that's a conversation they yeah, have to have really with their normal kid in our... yeah and if if whatever person she is we're we're really happy with how uh, 
She is. Yeah, but I think like having different conversations, like she will talk about like boys and girls and girls do this and boys do that. That's and I more always, about school, yeah. Yeah, because she learns, picks some of those things up in school. So we always make a huge effort of whenever she says something or repeats something she's heard about a stereotype yeah. that that doesn't have to be that. At all. Like boys can wear dresses, boys can wear skirts. Yeah. Like boys can wear whatever they want. You can wear whatever you want. And this is one of those things too where just like photography, I feel like I'm very uneducated. But when I talk to people around me, I feel you a lot feel like, more yeah, educated than everybody here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But like uh, we talk all the time. She says, well, b- uh, girls and boys. And I said, well, you can choose. Yeah. You don't have to be a girl. Like boys don't have to be boys. Girls don't have to be girls. Everyone can choose to be who they want to be or what they want to what they want to identify as like that's okay yeah but that's another even question where you don't young, really choose you just you are no i mean but like yeah. if at some point she would go hey i don't feel like a girl yeah. I, I feel like boy okay great or i don't, don't want to adapt to either girl or boy if she needs cool. to come out of any closet i don't think that will ever be an issue in our house i don't hope for me the hope is that there will be no closets to come out of like There's there no shouldn't issue. have to yeah. be have to sit my parents down and tell them this breaking story about something and this like, is where it's different too like if we if we have this conversation 10 years ago 20 years ago it's a different conversation everybody is a lot less educated everybody is a lot less open yeah. and maybe if we're going to have this conversation in 10 and 20 years like looking at ourselves in this moment we are old school so it will be completely different by then too yeah but i feel like if you have those conversations with your kids and you expose your kids daily yeah and you expose your kids to all kinds of families like which we really do a lot through books and through what we watch online and through shows and through everything so that there's a just a, a normalcy of having two dads having two moms being transgender like all of that should be so normal that if she one day, you know, doesn't feel like she fits into a box that we imposed on her because we have, like yeah. with the idea of being a, of gender, for instance, that it shouldn't have to be coming out of a closet to do hey, that. As long know? as she's running, biking or surfing, <laughs> she has no problem with me. <laughs> she's going to have to sit Dennis down and go, Papa, I don't, like <laughs> don't want to go for any more runs. I don't like running. She actually does like running though. Yeah. She's really fast for that, <laughs> for being that little. She can like run pretty far. Yeah. She looks like Phoebe from Friends when she runs, though. She's like all over the place. <laughs> no, I think that's important. Okay, I'm going to get to the final question now. Are you ready? Now or? Huh? Is it like an easy one? Because you, you need only uh, oh, someone. That, this is funny. Okay, this is second to last question. How often do you argue about little stuff like doing the dishes or taking out the trash or taking out the Christmas tree? I would say never because arguing would mean two people to speak in different terms. And I guess in our situation, there's mostly one person saying negative things and other and another person not hearing those things. Are you trying to describe nagging without saying the word nagging? One-way argument. One-way argument, yeah. Well, it's really hard to not have one-way arguments. <laughs> like... I shared this on Instagram the other day, like how you eat chips. Like someone, someone sometimes asks, what's the thing that Dennis does that annoys you the most? And that's like, he will eat chips holding the bag horizontally so that every time he puts a hand in to reach for a chip, I can just see the crumbs and the pieces of chips. They just fall into the couch and he doesn't even notice. And you don't like that? I don't like that. Oh, no, well, I don't like that. You should say something that. about it. I don't like that. So I, I, so, so it's, it's hard to not say something about it. The thing is, I don't know if you, 
<laughs> this is also such a stereotypical thing. But I really care about a clean house and you really don't. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Did you know that about me? No, but it's it's interesting that we're still learning new things about each other after 11 years. <laughs> Why don't you care about a clean house? I care about clean house a little bit. To a level 1 to 10. What's your level of urgency for the house being clean? What's my level? At like 15, 16. Yeah. No, I like if the if the house is cluttered, like I I find myself like cleaning it. Like I pick up a broom, I take the dog hair away like I uh, that's not a but you <laughs> like everything has to be like shiny you need to be able to lick the floor and all that stuff you know <laughs> I'm I'm not there <laughs> but compared to who the person I was or the person I grew up from like I'm like millions million times cleaner already well how dirty were you when you were younger? you've been to my mom's house I know and she's clean now she's clean oh clean in the sense of well, I guess How she's clean from drugs too. How often did you change your sheets when you were uh, when you were? You really want to know that answer? No, please don't tell me. No, no, no we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving. How often did you do dishes when you were growing up? If the dishes didn't start moving, then there wasn't a problem. Moving? What do you mean? Like if there wasn't anything moving in the sink? Nay, 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 nay. We have to move on from this topic because okay. I'm gonna have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to get to our final question now. And this is the question for you. Dennis seems so humble and wise. What's Dennis's tips to find happiness and balance in life? Am I, all I want to do is say like a joke that maybe isn't the right thing. Like you look for the furthest hill away, the highest, and you run towards it. Dude, that's really spiritual. And then you don't look back. You don't look back. You just you run. Just for go for the hills. <laughs> run for the hills. Don't come back. No, I don't know. Um, I I I wouldn't say I'm happy all the time. No. No. You're pretty yeah. happy. If I'm if I'm happy, I forget a lot. You forget when you're unhappy. Yeah, I for, like. If okay, if we would have a fight that day, like I would not get out of that dip for that day. Like we would have a fight and uh, one hour later you're like good. You're like, you, like nothing happened or something happened, but you're, you're, you're good in changing your, your mood. If I have a fight that day, I'm down for the whole day. I sleep. The next day I wake up. You forget. I forget. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Super happy again. No need to repair anything that happened the day nope. before. And then you no try to bring to the old shit back and then you want to make me upset again. And then I have to go to bed again and sleep again and then wake up and again. And I'm like, we had this huge fight. Things were said. We need to fix this and like communicate and arrive at a solution. And Dennis wakes up the next day. He's like, what's up, everybody? Hey, how we doing? <laughs> like nothing has happened at mm. all. <laughs> Sometimes you try to ruin the whole week day after day. <laughs> I'm just trying you to communicate. You know how many sleep that is? Yeah, a lot of sleep. Just trying to communicate. So I think... Well, I, what's I, your tip for that? Because I feel like we're not the only ones who are in a relationship where one person is more communicative than the other. Like you're like a closed book and my life is on the internet. Like that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I think that has to do with a lot of people's personality. Like my personality is literally like the next day I would forget and then move on and, and love. And you, you have that personality that you need to repair. You need to talk. And you need to like, sometimes you need to talk in that moment. And 
I feel like most of the times we don't need to talk at all, which is really bad. But <laughs> for me, my I guess my philosophy is always like take a step back before things spiral out of control. And then when you're level-headed again, when you can come back to where you're thinking in a neutral place, then try to repair. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good advice mm-hmm. for finding happiness and balance. So what you're saying is to not take everything in the heat of the moment when things are hard, but to take a breath and then return to communicate later. Or I'm just may- going to hold you to that. Or maybe don't go, like when you see it's in the heat of the moment, don't go like where it spirals out of control. Because mm-hmm. sometimes in the heat of the moment, it can go way further than it needs to go. And then that's way harder to repair instead of just taking a breath in that moment and try to come back to a, a, a more level, more uh, more constructive solution to that yeah and i mean repair we're using that as like a throw around term but it's a really it's a therapy term of like when you have a a hard conversation or a fight or something isn't 100 percent that that you always return whether it's with your kids like you yell at your kid because you don't you don't have any patience you have a thing with your spouse with a friend that all of those things are okay they can happen as long as you return to repair what was what was you broken. you like acknowledgments of course, I want to be seen yeah. in my emotion. Yeah. And oftentimes what happens, like what really happens is we're in the middle of something and it's really sensitive. And then you go, no, I, I, yeah, I don't that. fuck this. I'm going to go to bed. I, we'll I talk another off. day. You know, yeah. you shut down and I sit yeah. there feeling completely unvalidated in my own emotion. Like I'm crazy. But that's still a heat of the moment kind of thing, though. I know. So I think there is we're better at this now than what we were before, I think. Like we're having those conversations in a in a conscious way that like when something it's okay that things break at some point like we accidentally say the wrong thing but we come back and we fix it hmm. and sometimes the challenge with you i think is that you can have something wrong but you don't say anything and then there's no possibility to repair right yep. you're upset with me about something or annoyed with something but then you're like whatever i'll go right i try to fix it myself yeah but you really it's really hard to fix something yourself in a relationship mm-hmm I feel like this got really deep. Are you excited for our solo night at a hotel on Friday? It doesn't look like it's happening, though. We can still happen. We just have to be strong. Just <laughs> leave the kid I alone. No, if she's sad, she's sad. Yeah, you want to bring her? I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe she can go to the hotel with Chess. And you and I stay here. <laughs> Unagi. <laughs> That feels like a waste of money. <laughs> this little cabina, it's so cute. It's, it has a 360 degree view, outdoor bathtub. Like I got a really nice little casita for us. Mm. I think we should take advantage of it. We can the try. Kid will be fine. Okay. We see. We see. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, Dennis, do you want to close the show? Hi, me. Like, thank you for listening. And this show has been, what is it? Furnished by... <laughs> not top chef it's not furnished by san pellegrino oh it should be i love san pellegrino no but thanks for coming on the show are you welcome that's it what do you want me to say (laughs) i don't know sometimes i end the show asking like how can we be of service to you right now and i know you're gonna hate that question so i was trying to avoid that question thank you for listening you for listening. listening okay well thanks for coming on the show i love you a lot mm-hmm. and uh you want to go to the dump not really the tree 
Let's do it. I don't Let's really do it now. We do it now. We go. Now. We go to the dump, drop off the tree. We go to the dump, drop off the tree, and on our way back, we try to carry that motorcycle into the truck so we can bring it to the mechanic. <laughs> okay, I'm going to close this now. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a big thank you to my husband, Dennis, for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them at yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.